this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello. I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. Today, we are joined by Peggy Tanos from RHOC. Does everyone remember Peggy? Not Peggy Suwahian, who we highlighted a few weeks ago. The other Peggy. Who would have thought there'd be so many Peggies? Let's actually talk about that in the RHOC. So we are highlighting this conversation with Peggy Tanos here today. I still want to hear from everyone. Are you guys loving the season of RHOC? And how do you feel about Heather and how do you feel about Shannon? Because everyone seems to feel one way about Shannon and everyone seems very, very mixed about Heather Dubrow. So I want to hear from you guys. And also, I don't know, I think as I highlight these episodes, which are kind of MIA on the back feed, pay attention because... I don't know. I think I've come a long way. I cringe when I listen to myself in some of these back episodes, but I'm just overly critical. I just think, look, we've evolved. But I don't know. It's kind of like vintage, and everyone seems to love this idea. So, by the way, we don't do this every Friday, just certain Fridays, and it's the holidays. So check out this interview with Peggy Tanos from RHOC. And is everyone Googling her right now, or do you remember her? Wonderful, sweet woman. Let me know what you think. Enjoy. RHOC time, and here's Miss Peggy Tanos. Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. How is everybody doing? Well, we are here joined from 3,000 miles away with the one and only Peggy Tanis, one of the real housewives of Orange County. How are you, Peggy? Hey, David. Great to be on with you. And I have to say, you're on with the original Peggy because there ended up being two of us. <laughs> So well, I it's really, really 
It's really funny you say that because when my engineering team was trying to connect with you today, because I have already spoken to Peggy Sawahi and they were like, is this her information? And I'm like, no, 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 that's, that's a different Peggy. And they're like, but you gave us this information. I'm like, I did. That was like last week. This is this week. It really was a few weeks ago, but you, you are the original Peggy. I am the original Peggy. And it's actually really funny because uh, when Peggy Salahian did come on to the show, I was uh, talking with production about possibly coming back. And so when we had talked about it, I, you know, when I left the show, I kind of was just like, you know what, this isn't for me. I'm out of here. And I didn't really continue on with my friendships on there that strongly. And, you know, so then several years go by and, you know, we're at a Bravo party and I'm talking with one of the producers and he was like, Oh my God, you're so funny. I haven't talked to you in so long. Like what's you know, maybe you should think about coming back on. So long story short, we had had a meeting and it was like, well, you didn't really, you know, you're not like best of friends with anyone anymore. So it wouldn't really make sense to have you. Cause I didn't want to come on as a full-time housewife again. So I said, I would consider coming on as a friend. And he was like, well, it wouldn't really make sense to come on as a friend yet because you haven't really been talking to the girls a lot. So he's like, why don't you just come in and film a little bit and see how you feel. And then we can kind of take it from there. And so Lydia and I are friends and Lydia is also friends with Peggy, the other Peggy. And so one day um, they had called me or Lydia had called me and she's like, okay, you're on camera. And I was like, what? And I'm just going with it because I'm like, well, maybe they forgot to call me and tell me that I'm filming them today. And then then she texts me. She's like, Oh my God. I called the wrong Peggy. <laughs> and I was like, wait, the no. new girl's name is Peggy? And she's like, yeah. And she goes, yeah, the new girl's name is Peggy. I'm like, what a trip. That is so, so funny. Then, so wait, she meant to call yeah. Peggy Sulahian to film? She meant to call Peggy Sulahian. So that, because I had told her, because Lydia and I stayed in touch, and I, had, even though we didn't, you know, we weren't on a, um, the same season, we had met and we became friendly. And so I had told her like, hey, I'm thinking about, you know, coming back on and doing some stuff. And so she already knew that. And then when they said, oh, call Peggy, she was assuming it was me. So then it was funny because then about two weeks later, they had a big party. Um, She and her husband threw a party for their magazine, Nobleman. And so we were there and they were filming. And that's when I first met Peggy Salahian, who I think is very sweet. And there was a great scene that they filmed, but they didn't end up airing it, which I was like, oh, they should have aired this because it was so great. Because when I first met her, I was like, Oh, you're Peggy too. Okay, well, I'm the original Peggy. <laughs> and it was this very funny scene, but didn't get that didn't would get, have been it, so funny. Yeah, so some some fun little throwback information for you. Seriously, that would have been hilarious. And is Lydia? I mean, I was going to bring this up later, but is Lydia like the mayor of the OC because Peggy knows her? Yeah, like I know Emily Simpson speaks to her. I spoke to Lynn Carton. Like, it just seems like everyone loves Lydia and Lydia keeps in touch with like a lot of people. Um, I think, yeah, I think, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I'd say she's a mayor, but I think she's, Lydia's just got a real good heart and she's real. And I think that's what people like about her. So a lot of the girls have met her through other girls. I, I think I originally met her. I don't remember how I originally met Lydia, but maybe through Gretchen or some, some event because we all, you know, frequent the same charity events and parties and stuff around here. So I don't remember how I first met her, but I think once you meet her, she's just so, you know, easy to talk to and she's real. You feel like it's not a fake friendship. 
So um, she's definitely, and I, I kind of feel like I'm like that too, though. Like I, I, I get along with everybody and I'm friends with everybody. And that's how I was the season that I was on. I, I didn't really have issues with, I mean, the, the person I had issues with was my real friend. So, you know, go figure. And who, who would you say you had the most issues with, like, during your season? Well, it was Alexis. Alexis. I came on as her, right. Yeah, I, I came on as her, you know, we were really friends. We, were, we had been friends, gosh, for probably five years or more before we even filmed. And um, we had our kids, like, one day apart, and we used to hang out, you know, as families. And there was a whole group of us that would hang out that all had kids the same age. Um, and then when she had gotten on the show, going into the next season, into season six, she was like, oh, my God, they're casting. I think you should come on. And I had been in TV my whole life. And I was like, oh, God, no, I do like real TV because, you know, reality wasn't super big. It was getting big, but it wasn't like it is now. Um, and so she kind right. of convinced me to go on the show. But then she never knew at that point that Jim and I had gone out. So she was she was like, yeah, come on. But then I think she must have gone home said something to Jim and then he freaked out thinking, Oh my God, if Peggy comes on, I'm going to have to tell Alexis that we had gone out. And so then he had, to, so then when I went through the whole process, you know, she changed her mind because he was saying, you know, it'll ruin your friendship, but he wasn't telling her why. And so then she told me, Oh, they're not casting. And then I get a phone call from somebody like, Hey, I just gave your name and they are casting. And I'm like, that's really weird. So then I asked her, like, why are you telling me they're not casting and now they're calling me? And she's like, see, they're already trying to cause drama. And it just turned into this big, stupid thing. So really, I mean, that was my biggest issue was just with her because of all that stuff that people didn't see behind the scenes. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I always said, like, if I was ever on the show and I had, like, a real friend, I would never want them on the show. That's just me. You know what I mean? Like, a surface friend, sure. But, like, for me, it would be, like, I don't know. I feel like every time someone brings like a real life friend on the show, something always goes wrong. I mean, not even DOC, just like every franchise. Well, I think, yes, I agree. But I also think it depends on the person. If she was, you know, more secure about maybe her relationship or just her as a person, she wouldn't have let that bother her, I feel like. And it, it wouldn't have changed things or we, you know, we could have gotten past it. But, um, but I also think as far as other franchises, I mean, you know, look at Melissa and Teresa, uh, Teresa Judice and Melissa Gorga from Jersey. I mean, they're great now, but they had, you know, they've had several issues. And I think it's because production is really good at, you know, making that happen. They, they, they want the, the conflict because they need that. That's what reality TV thrives on. And so even though there may not be a conflict and if somebody comes on with a real friend or a family member and there are no conflicts, they somehow figure out a way to to make somebody go, oh, gosh, maybe she did say that, you know, that way. And they put it in your head. So then it turns into something. Right. And, like, how do they do that? Like, they'll come to you and be like, did you hear what Alexis said? Like, is it that blatant, so to speak? Well, I from, from my own experience, I just, you know, remember, like, it would be just like a little drop in the air. Like it would be like, Oh, you know, you're speaking so nice of this person, but they don't speak so nice of you. And then you're like, Oh, they don't. Well, what do you mean? Oh no, nothing. But then it's in your head. So then you're like, Oh, well I should reevaluate this. Or then you want to go confront the person. So it's, it's just little things like that. That's interesting. Right. I mean, that's mm -hmm. enough to just get you to second guess 
a lot of things, right? Of course. You could second-guess the friendship, second-guess your family member. You could then, you know, I mean, gosh, we're especially especially during this quarantine time, everyone's, like, in their head a lot more. So, yeah, you love all the calm time and quiet time. And so if somebody dropped a hint or something in your head, you could turn into, a, you know, they say don't turn uh, molehills into mountains. Well, you could definitely turn something into a mountain if you were, you know, given a, one little tidbit of information to make you question Completely. It. Completely. And so you, your friendship with Alexis, she was really the one who came to you. You know, was she, like, what did you think of her getting cast in the first place? Like, even before you were involved in the show. I mean, was she, like, excited about being cast? Was she like, I can't believe I'm going to do this? Like, do you remember that time, like, before you were involved and she got the show? Well, she didn't tell any of us, which was really interesting. And I, and I wouldn't have thought, you know, that she never she never showed any interest in being on TV. So none of us, you know, we kind of, it took all of us kind of by surprise. But she just sent out this email to, like, all her friends when she found out that she was going to be on and just said, oh, you know, cat's out of the bag I'm going to be on housewives and we were all like oh my god no way that's great you know if that's what you want to do we just didn't know you were doing that but could, and, and a lot of it's because you can't tell people um right and so you know but but I definitely was happy for her if that's what she wanted to do I was just worried like well do you know what you're getting yourself into um right but then, like, like I said I didn't really watch a lot of reality tv at all so when she did do it and I watched her season and I even had filmed with her a few times on it, I was like, oh, this isn't so bad. It seems like it's, you know, not so crazy. I mean, I think everyone's view of reality is when they, I think it was, was it Big Brother or one of those shows that we read the very first reality show where they actually put the cameras up in your house. It's not like that. They don't put cameras up in your house. It's not like the cameras are rolling 24 seven. I mean, we had a set schedule it was actually pretty easy. It was like, okay, you're going to film four days a week and we'll tell you what days. And, you know, they talk to you ahead of time. What do you have going on this week? Oh, you're going to a doctor appointment. Okay. We want to go with you. Oh, you're doing a lunch with that person. Okay. We want to go with you. So it wasn't, you know, I was like, Oh, this isn't bad. But I think when people think back to the days of, uh, I think it was, like I said, big brother or whatever, one of those where they have the camera and it's 24 seven, and it's like, you can't get away from the camera. Like every room you go yeah. in, it's not that. So, um, you know, I think for me, I, that's what kind of made me go, oh, well, gosh, you know, I've taken time off from my modeling and hosting and all the stuff that I normally do to have my kids. Maybe, you know, maybe this isn't so bad to, to do and kind of get me back into that. That makes sense. And when Alexis first brought you the idea, were you like, oh, okay or were you just like oh god you know reality tv is definitely not for me you know like I guess you hadn't really watched a lot of the other seasons of the OC and seen some of the drama although I feel like the drama back then in the first few seasons wasn't you know like you said it wasn't really what Housewives is today so to speak as far as drama oh, goes now like now it's like and that's why when I had met with the producers and um, in for it was 2012, so four years ago. It was right when Peggy came on, and uh, like I said, and and I remember when I did go film a few times, and even though they didn't air any of the footage, I was like, oh my god, this is just too crazy now. Like I and that that definitely made me realize, okay, I, I I'm fine not coming back into this. It's okay. 
because uh, right. it's at a whole new level now. Like I, I, it's just totally different now. But no, it really first, is. I was like, nah, that's not really for me. I'll stick with you know regular stuff. And then she was like, no, 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 it would be fun, and we could you know film all these things together, and you know we could even come up with our own storylines, this, that, and the other. And I was so she kind of. Um, I don't want to say she convinced me, but she kind of did. Like, she was just like, no, this would be fun. So after talking to her for probably like an hour, I was like, well, I don't know. It doesn't sound so bad. I'm like, let me talk to my husband and, and let me think about it and I'll call you in a couple of days. But then when I called her back in a couple of days, that's when she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I made a mistake. They're not casting after all. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Do you ever ask yourself why are so many dogs suffering with health issues? Well, actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 1,600 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more issues with dogs, joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, says there's one place we can look to support any dog's health, their food. So she decided to create something she could actually feel good about feeding her dogs, and it's called Superfood Complete. Superfood Complete is the only food I use for the dog in my life, Doherty. Why? Because Doherty's health is so important to me. Doherty is so picky. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But he loves this dog food. What do I love best about Superfood Complete? The fact that it's made with over 30 of the healthiest ingredients on the planet. But don't take my word for it. Go to badlandsranch.com velvet and order right now to get 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S ranch.com slash velvet today. It's sandal season, and that's something I used to wait all year for. But now with the new Croc-style sandals, I embrace those feel-good summer vibes all year long. And you can too. I love Croc's new getaway sandals. With their new feel-free technology, they're so light and soft, it feels like you don't have shoes on at all. It's like walking on clouds. They're Brooklyn sandals. They're so stylish and sophisticated. They have a classic style and a modern simplicity. And let's not forget their new Miami sandals. They're an elevated silhouette and they have a slight lift, which I love. So thanks to Crocs, these aren't just sandals for a single season. You can wear them year-round. And that's what I love best about Crocs because being this comfortable transcends a single season or a single vacation or even a single moment. It's a mindset. Thank you, Crocs. And right now you get 20% off your next purchase at Crocs.com. Just use the code SANDALS20 at checkout. That's SANDALS20 at Crocs.com for 20% off your purchase. And I think that was because she had gone home and talked to Jim and said, Oh, I talked to Peggy. I'm going to get her. I'm, I'm going to try and get her on. And he probably freaked out and said, you know, you don't want to do that. It's not good for friendships, this, that, and the other. So it must've, you know, convinced her to change her mind. Um, because then she was like, Oh, you know, they're not casting. So then when another friend referred me and then they called me and I met with them and then they came to our house and then it just started going. And then, you know, we got, 
the call, like, yes, we want you guys on there. Um, you know, she didn't seem that excited about it for me coming on. And I was like, well, that's really weird because, you know, a couple months ago she was the one telling me like, Oh, come on. And then what was even worse was then Jim didn't tell her until a week before we started filming. Hey, I got to tell you something, you know, long, long time ago, Peggy and I had gone out and that was the first time she knew. So then the next week we start filming. And I remember the producers are like, you guys have been friends for so long. There seems like this weirdness between you and we just, neither one of us said anything. Cause it's like, that wasn't our reality at the time. So we didn't bring it up, but it was, you know, very strange. Cause it's like, she was very upset and didn't want it. She was like, I'm not talking to you about this and don't bring it up on camera. And that's it. And so, yeah, it was very strange time for us. Do you, and that's well, interesting. I, I, w- I wish her well. I'm really happy for her now that she's, I think it's, you know, probably a good thing that uh, she, they're divorced. I mean, I, I'm sure divorce is horrible and I feel bad for, for her and the family and them. But um, I think it seems like she's really, really happy now and has a new guy and I wish her well. And, you know, I haven't seen her in a long time, but I probably the last time I saw her was gosh, three or four years ago. And, you know, we're very cordial with each other, but there just isn't a friendship anymore. I mean, what do you think Jim had any ulterior motive other than, you know, in telling her don't get Peggy on this, you know, other than, this might ruin your friendship. Like, do you think it was just that simple or did he have any other ulterior motives? I have no idea. I mean, all I know is somebody calls me and talks to me for an hour, convinced me to do something. And then when I call them back three days later and say, okay, fine, you know, give my name. And they're saying, Oh, sorry, that's not on the table anymore. The only thing I can come up with is that he had, like he was fearful that I would get it. And then he'd have to tell her the truth. So whatever he said, I have no idea, but he must have said things to make her believe that she shouldn't you know, ask me to come on now. Wow. And then, you know, in a way, and then, I mean, I wonder, like, did anyone say to production, like, oh, we were thinking of Peggy and now, because in a way, I would think if they did, that probably helped your case to actually get on, to tell you the truth. If that makes any sense. Uh, well, uh, well, I told them when when they called me, I was like, that's weird that you guys are casting because Alexis and I are really good friends. And she had mentioned me meeting with you guys. But now she's telling me that you're not. And so, of course, they probably loved that. Like, oh, what? She is? Why? But they, had, they didn't yeah. know why. They probably loved it. They probably loved that. Um, I mean, you know, not that that's why you got cast. You got cast for yourself and all the other things you like. But still, they probably absolutely loved that. Um, I mean, even before the show, like before you were on it, like, did you see a lot of strange stuff like between Alexis and Jim? Like, I mean, you must not be shocked that they're divorced. Like, did it seem like they had a perfect marriage back then? You know, I, 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 it wasn't that I, I never really saw anything strange. It was just more in my opinion. He, you know, I just felt like, you know, he was just, he's a very, he's a very strong personality. And I felt like it was a, I mean, I guess it, to me it was just it was a very controlling thing, but I don't think that she minded that because I think that she liked being like she doted on him and she liked being the woman that took care of the household and cooked the meals every day and you know like that was she was okay with that. Um, whereas me, like my husband's an amazing chef and he actually loves cooking and it's great during this quarantine because I'm like, okay, what are you cooking for us? <laughs> and so we both, totally. cook, but he's a better he's a better cook than me, so. I'm like, have no problem. Like, I don't feel like cooking. You're cooking. 
Um, you know, but some people, they like their roles and they feel like they're very old fashioned roles perhaps. And they're okay with that, you know? That makes sense. And then, I mean, do you think that was the main gist of the problems, like, between you and Alexis, like, on the show? You know what I mean? Like, she just never got over the fact of, like, I kind of didn't want you on this show, and here you are, and, like, you didn't tell me you were coming on. Like, was that kind of the overshadowing of the whole season between the two of you? No, I think the whole problem was that she didn't know that, you know, when I met her and we started becoming friends, I had told Jim... I, I pulled him aside one time when we were all out and I said, Hey, do you think that, you know, one of us should tell Alexis that we had gone out because I said, it's a small town and I would never want her to find out and be like upset that one of us didn't tell her. And he got super angry at me and was like, mind your own effing business. This is my marriage. And she and I have a, you know, an agreement that we don't talk about our past. And so I was like, okay, it's your marriage. I'm not going to, you know, pry with the sanctity of marriage. Like, whatever you can tell her if you want to, but I won't say anything. So I think, you know, as a friend, she felt betrayed by me. And so, like I told you the week before filming, he had to tell her, he took her to their counselor, their marriage counselor. And he said, listen, I have something to tell you. So, you know, for her, I could only imagine we've never talked about it because she didn't want to, but I can only imagine being on a TV show and knowing that one of your best friends is now going to be on there. And now your husband's telling you, oh, hey, by the way, you know, six years ago, eight years ago, however long it was, I had gone out with this girl. You know, she's like, what? Like, what the hell? So, and then there's probably that fear of, then there was probably a fear the whole season of like, oh, is she going to bring this up? Is it going to become something on camera? But neither one of us did. So it was, it didn't become an issue. What happened was at the very end of the season, she went in on, she went on to Andy Cohen and I think somebody, an old friend of ours that lives in this in Orange County, I think he called in and just said, like, oh, what do you think of, you know, Peggy and Jim dating way back when? And she acted like she had known forever. But, you know, Andy was like, what? What? Like, how come none of us knew about this? And yeah. You know, it became this crazy thing. Um, so, I, you know, I can only speculate, but for me, I think that was – I never, you know, the only weirdness I felt was I felt bad and I explained to her, like, listen, I wanted to tell you, but he asked me not to and said that it was your guys' business. So I just abided by that. And I just was sad that she couldn't, as a friend, just be like, okay, I see the position you were in. Like, this is so stupid. I'm married to him. This was like eight years ago. It was nothing serious, like, and be done with it. But, you know, that's not how it went down. So I think that was probably why she was, you know, so upset that, that I was on sense. there. That makes sense. You know, and right, like you said, probably holding her breath the whole season of like, you know, if that came out on the show, it could have been like a major storyline and she doesn't sound like she wanted that. Well, and that's what they wanted to make uh, season seven all about. So when I started filming season seven and I had already, uh, I already had my contract and everything. And then uh, we had to film at Vicky's party, but I hadn't signed my contract because I had my attorneys working on some of the financial part of it. And yeah, I remember them calling me saying, okay, you, you know, will you please just come and film even though you haven't signed a contract? And when I went and that's, they were trying to make it all about that. And I was like, you know what? I'm not doing this. If this is what season seven is going to be where you guys just hash up 
something from, you know, eight, 10 years ago, like we're both married now. We both have kids. Like this is just ridiculous. And so I was like, you know what? I quit. I'm done. I don't even want to do this. And then that, that makes sense. It was then it was, I had to like try and get out of my contract because I had signed a five-year contract. So that was a whole nother thing. But anyhow, but anyway, in a way she should be, I know, like I, 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 we went right into it. I wasn't even thinking we were going to go right into Alexis, but like in a way, and then we can move on. Like she should be happy that you didn't like in a way you did a solid in the sense that you didn't bring it up on camera. You know what I mean? Like if, you could argue if someone were really thirsty for fame and to be a breakout thing for the show, you would have brought that up like day one. Well, so that's she what be uh, is she, I, you know, she was telling other cast members and people like, Oh, I feel like Peggy's just trying to cause drama. She just wants fame, whatever. And so I, I think I did say to her one night after, after far, far too many tequila shots, I think I said to her, you should be thankful. Like if I really wanted, if I wanted to be, so famous or I wanted like the spotlight number one I would have brought this up day one of filming and completely thrown you under the bus and completely caused drama and then secondly I would have continued on the show which I you know I quit I backed out and quit and and left the show if I would have stayed on for season seven who knows you know what would have happened more with it um and and then three it was like yeah I I I did I totally never brought it up and and you know was trying to always be nice about everything Wow. Yeah, that's how I see it. And you quit just mainly what? Because of like the financials and like you guys couldn't work everything out. Was that the main reason? Uh, the financials would have been worked out. That wasn't so much the issue. Um, Orange County has, has always been, or at least in the past, it had always been um, the, the women on Orange County had always been paid the least amount of all the franchises, which was crazy because we're the ones that started the whole, you know, it had started in Orange County. Um, totally. And so because I came, because I came from the business, I was like, no, 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 this is like, we've got to change this. And, you know, so then I was happy to see season seven, season eight, the women started getting smart and started really saying, wait a minute, we're worth much more. And look at these other franchises. They're getting paid way more. You know, we need to step up the pay. Um, so it wasn't the financials for me. It was more, I had postpartum depression, which, you know, I obviously I showed that on the show and I had anxiety. Um, I still get it. And so, and my kids were so little and I just, you know, I, I was a different person. If I was to be on there now, I'm much stronger. I'm older. I'm like, it'd be a piece of cake. But at the time I really was more about protecting my family. And so going into seven season seven, when I realized it was going to be the whole Peggy Jim Alexis show, I'm like, I didn't sign up for this. I don't want to do this. I don't want my kids, you know, involved. I don't want, you know, my husband, I, and it just wasn't, to me, it just wasn't, I knew that it would make me so anxious and probably go back into depression. So mm. I just didn't, you know, I didn't want to take a chance at that. That makes now, sense. Now, in retrospect, like, ah. if I look back, I'm like, oh, I should have grown some balls and just, you know, r- rode through it. It probably would have been fine. But at the end of the day, it's truly not me. I, I love TV and I'll always be involved in it. But for me, it's, especially now with what we're dealing with, with this coronavirus, I feel like, you know, my calling is my hosting, which I do and I'm good at it. And, you know, I had a radio show and I'm probably starting another radio show. And I just feel like it was for me, I'm going to be, I have a few shows that I've um, actually, I sold two of them and then they didn't end up being picked up. And now I'm talking to different production companies about revamping them and it's going to be something more positive and 
um, something on a network that, you know, doesn't care about the drama, that it's going to be more, because you can have drama, you know, I mean, if you watch any of the shows, like Cake Boss, for instance, you know, oh my God, the cake, oh my God, it got burned, or oh my God, like, that's drama, but it's not drama that is digging into people's lives and, like, harming them, you know? And that was my whole I thing. Do. I don't want to, I don't want to be in a situation where, you know, someone's going to try and hurt me, you know, mentally and emotionally because of something in the past or something I said to another cast member or whatever the case. It just wasn't, you know, it just wasn't for me. That makes sense. You know, and that's the thing. It's like your whole life being played out on TV for everyone to judge. It's great. You know, it, I, I get it. And I'm, you know, off the record, like I'm not going to mention names, but like, you know, just knowing a lot of housewives and being friendly with a lot of them. There's a lot of them that have said to me like over the years, you know, like I'd love to be on TV and this is definitely not the vehicle that I <laughs> would have chose or am currently enjoying, but you know, here we are. So I get it. You know, like you said, like there's a lot of other ways to be on TV, you know, where you have the drama. It's just not about your actual life. So that makes sense. Well, and I think the longer you're on, it also becomes about the paycheck. I mean, for me, I felt like if I quit now, the money's not that great. So I might as well, just, it doesn't make a difference. So I might as well just do it now, like cut the cord now. But if I was to stay, the longer you're on, the more opportunities come up to you, the more money comes. And so totally. I think, you know, I think, you know, I'm friends with Vicky and still, and I'm, I'm, I'm friends with almost all the girls still, but I think that I remember reading something that Vicky had said that she felt like she was really done. Maybe it was season 13 um, or no. Yeah. I think it was season 13. She felt like she was really done. Um, but then she still came back and it was like, I think it becomes like addicting because then the money's so good. You're like, well, gosh, it would be stupid to, to you know, to give up the, money that I can put away for my future. So I think then it kind of just becomes, you know, where you have to stay. Do you remember Tuesday, September 20th, 2016? Because we do. Because it's the day This Is Us premiered after more than 70 million of you watched our trailer and made our show go viral. I'm Mandy Moore. I am Chris Sullivan. And I'm Sterling Brown. We are your hosts of That Was Us, a rewatch podcast starting May 14th. Listen to our episodes wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll be able to watch our episodes on the That Was Us YouTube channel. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. 
I I think I have talked about this so much. I would totally agree with you. You know, like season one is nothing. Season one costs you money. Season two, it, you know, is arguable. It costs you some money. Season three is when you start to maybe be okay, you know, financially. Right. And then like four on is when you maybe see money. And then, right, season 10, that's you're making huge money. Like you kind of take a breath and sleep on it and you're probably like, well, that was miserable, but like, how can I turn down a million dollars or over or close there too? Is it really that bad? I, I would totally agree with you. Well, and I think even recently, Tamara, I read somewhere, Tamara was talking about, you know, not coming back this year. And she, I think she had even said, I was actually praying that they would call and say, you're not coming back. Cause she said, I knew that if they said that they wanted me back, I couldn't turn it down. I don't know right. if the exact word she, but however she'd said it. And, and so I, I get that. It's like, she probably, it's like you're on so long and the money just keeps getting better and you're, and so you don't want to turn it down. But then if they call and say, well, you're not going to come back, but you can come back for three episodes. Then that's why she was like, forget it. I'm not going to do it. But if they were like, totally. Oh, you're going to come on for season, then it's like too hard to turn that down. And the rumor is, I mean, that they offered her $60,000 to come on for three episodes. That's the rumor. Yeah, I mean, it's not like an inside where it's the rumor that's like printed everywhere. I don't know if it's true, but I couldn't imagine going on for three episodes for that after making a real salary. So, and you're like originally from the OC, like you grew up there or how'd you end up there? Yeah, I think, I think I was the only, I think when I was on, I was the only girl originally from here. I just, yeah, I was born and raised here. Wow. Like a true OC original. OC girl absolutely and then you know I found it like interesting too like you were on I mean I know it was a long time ago you could say this about a lot of relationships but like so you were on like speaking of Vicky like you were on I think it's interesting that you were on with all these women that their lives as far as their romantic lives are so different now like could you did you think like Vicky and Don were well matched back then or does that shock you that they're not together or you were just like well this is obvious well, no, because I was in the middle of that. Like she in season six, we, you know, I remember we filmed going out to Temecula to go wine tasting and she was kind of like telling Tamara and I like, ah, things with Dawn are probably not going to, you know, and I think yeah, like she, I don't know if she had met Brooks yet, but, and then very short after that, then, you know, they separated and then she was dating Brooks and then, you know, we met Brooks and he came here for dinner one night and we had dinner here and, you know, wasn't on camera. This was when we were done filming. But um, I think, you know, I think a lot of times with the relationships, I don't know necessarily people are always like, oh, reality TV is like the curse for relationships. But I feel like there had to have been something in the relationship before in order for that to make the relationship end. I don't think it's necessarily the show that makes it end. A lot of times it's because the women become so independent, they realize, oh, I don't need this person. And maybe there were a lot of things about this person I didn't like. I would agree with that. Right. Like you look at someone like, I mean, we don't know them for sure, but I I, I just think you can tell, you know, you look at like a Kyle Richards and Mauricio, like they look so in love. They seem so in love. I think, yeah, I don't think there's ever been a relationship on reality, at least not on Housewives for me that's ended where I've been like, well, that's shocking. You know, it's, I, I agree with you. It's, you get independence and money and you're just like, I have my own things going on. And we had a lot of issues before and now I can leave if I'm not in love. So I, 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 I would agree with that. 
And some Were people, they, yeah. it, it actually is a reality check. Like they watch themselves back because the camera can lie. So when the camera is filming, you don't know what's going to be aired and you don't know how, how it's going to be edited and what's going to happen. But a lot of times I would imagine that these women, like all of a sudden, like, oh, I didn't realize he talked to me that way. Or, oh, I didn't realize that, you know, he did that or that he was checking out that girl or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I think that has a big play in it as well. Did your family, like your, you said you spoke to your husband, like, did they not want you to do the show or they were just like, okay, you know, or did they have reservations? That's, and did you have reservations too, other than the Alexis thing? Uh, it's funny because my husband was the one that kind of convinced me. Like, I remember after I had hung up with Alexis that day and she had spoken to me for like an hour and, you know, saying, oh my God, these are the reasons you should do it and it would be so much fun and this on the other. I remember going home and saying, you know, what do you think? Like, Alexis called me to that. And I was like, I don't really think I want to do reality. And he's like, well, you know, I know you've had a really tough time the last couple of years with the depression and, you know, the postpartum. And he goes, this might be a really good avenue to kind of get you back into the business because I know you miss your, your work. And um, it would kind of get you back into it and get you kind of out of your funk, so to speak. So he was the one that actually encouraged me. Um, but he doesn't, I mean, it's so funny because he has no filter and he is like so good for TV, but he doesn't like TV. And so he doesn't have any desire. Uh, we had a couple opportunities with a few different things. We were asked to do um, couples boot camp or whatever that show. And uh, we, oh, did, we yeah. turned that down. And there was something recently that they asked us to do. And he was like, I have no desire to be on camera. He's like, you can do whatever you want. He's like, but I don't want to be a part of it. So he's not really into the whole thing. That makes sense. And then what about, you know, cause you mentioned Brooks, like, did you have any initial like gut reaction? Like this is a bad guy the same way Tamara did. Um, I thought, he, you know, he was very charming. He had that Southern charm thing going, but I did feel like there was like this, like intuition, like something just doesn't seem right though. You know? So like, I, dirty I John-ish, not- like too good to be true. Yeah, and I just, I worried that, you know, it's, it's when a guy's like so, um, what's the word I want to use? And they're just, they're willing to like, oh, I'll do anything for you type of thing. And I felt like he didn't have his own life. And it was like, okay, you're just, you're too quick to want to jump into all of Vicky's life. And I felt like, is that because of the camera? Like, I felt like maybe he wanted to become somebody because of the camera, you know? Or he wanted that to all of a sudden have his... Like he wanted his 15 minutes. I don't know. Who knows? Now, I know you talked that to me. Did she tell you about our, our um, show, that the, the show that I developed and we've been doing? Yeah, she was getting in. Do you, do you, want, do you want to talk about it? I love Lynn, first of all. I'm going to have to hang out with you when I, I'm coming to the OC, hopefully in July, if we're allowed to she travel. Which, yeah, we definitely have to hang out. That'd be so fun. We're going to have to get drinks. I mean, if it all, if it all, I think by July we'll be okay. I'm hoping. I would hope so. Or we're all going to go cuckoo. <laughs> Seriously. No, so do you want to talk Lynn. about that show with you. Lynn? Well, so it's, I, I, uh, I developed the show that's a live show and I named it the X housewives uncensored. And the reason that I, you know, came up with it is I was like, God, you know, there's, well, actually I've gone to, uh, I'm friends with Patty Stanger and I'd gone to her show. She did a show with Jeff Lewis, who I'm now friends with Jeff. Yeah. And I love, and I've, I've been on his podcast a few times and he's, you know, mentioned maybe having me start doing some co-hosting with him on his podcast. And so anyways, I went to their live show and I was like, oh my God, this is so fun. And I go, we need, I need to do this. I need to do this with Housewives. And so 
I developed it and named it and um, started getting the girls involved. And so Lynn and Lizzie, who I'm great friends with both of them and love them both dearly, they came on and did the first two with me. And then we had the shutdown of society. And so now when we uh, resume again to society, um, I have been talking to other other housewives, ex-housewives from other franchises. And my goal is to take it on the road and start getting, you know, out to other areas other than California and bring on other women from other franchises and cities and stuff. Totally. You and I need to talk offline because, well, first of all, you know, there's like, so, so I go to all these things. Like I saw when you guys were having this in the OC and this was even before I knew Lynn and I was like, oh, the timing, because I travel all around for this stuff just for this show. So there's this thing like celebrity housewives, like they've been doing this for years and it makes, you know, it's successful, like where they have like three or four housewives that are currently on Bravo, really exactly what you just described, you know, and then there's a host, like, and I've been in talks with them to like maybe host some of them, but I have been saying for years, I have been saying this for years, this concept needs to be done with like ex-housewives because I don't know, I think personally, I think the fans, well, at least for me, like they like the deep, like deep dives and the ex-housewives really are less accessible than the housewives. You know, like you take like a Teresa Giudice, she's great, but she's, she does appearances all day, every day. You know, so if you really want to meet Teresa somehow or hear something, you have like 15,000 different options throughout the year. You know, you don't have, you know, if you really want to do a deep dive, there is no real mass booking of like a Lynn or a Peggy, but I do think there's the desire out there for that. So you and I should speak offline because I know all these ex-housewives and if you need someone to, I'm can't talk about it. I'm in the mix for to host something else with housewives, but it's not a conflict or anything, but just to sell my own services. If you guys, I I, I don't know the format you guys had, like if you had a host, but that's how celebrity housewives work. We're like someone asked the question. Celebrity Housewives, I think Teresa started it. And I know I'm friends with Kelly as well, Kelly Dodd. And she does a bunch she does a bunch of their shows and, and so it's the same concept but the difference is theirs are the current girls and ours yeah. are just like the top. exactly exactly that's why i think it's such a great idea because there's this desire for the ex-housewives i could just think it's like why not but yeah Teresa started it with like her pr person and like kelly does a lot of them and i was with kelly in florida when they did one over this past december and it's, it's a great idea to bring all these ex-housewives out that I think people want to hear from because people know less about them now you know it's like five years ten years four years later whatever respective season you're on so I think it's a great idea thank you yeah no it's, it's it is and it's a lot of fun and um you know I think for for Orange County the uh the tough thing well actually all of Southern California is there's so much going on though here like every night you know when when we're not on quarantine every night there is literally something to do, something going on, some totally. event, some party, some grand opening, something just like New York city. So what my goal is, is to kind of now take it to smaller areas um, that don't have access to the, you know, any of us housewives or don't have access to these kinds of events. So um, I know Jeff oh, had just done oh, totally. in Fresno, and Fresno was like a great area. And, you know, I'm thinking, you know, parts of Arizona and taking it, you know, on the on the Midwest side, like Ohio and, you know, outside of Chicago, that kind of thing. So totally because yeah, like I travel. I, no, I mean, that is totally what it is. You know what I mean? Because like 
I go to all these small little cities in you know the middle of the country, and I'm t- you know for these events, I'm telling you, that's a smart idea. They go crazy in these smaller cities. Like it's just you know, like Countess Luann was telling me, like when she goes to Oklahoma, she can't even like cross the street. Like it's like there's just no, it they don't have access to it there. So I think that's a really smart idea. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's fun. And it's a great thing. So yeah, but that, that. What else do I want to I'm talk like, about? Um, now that you have me at the hot seat, what else do you want to know? <laughs> seriously. Okay. So, Vicky and John, I mean, what was your thought on the whole like Brooks faking cancer thing and Vicky knowing, you know, that was the storyline on the show? Like, where do you, what were your thoughts on that? You know, I, I didn't really uh, watch a lot of it or, or pay attention to a lot of that, but it was, um, you know, I, I don't really know what what went down with that. I, I feel, I mean, it, it's, it's if he was doing that for, you know, a storyline or to be relevant or whatever the case is, it's disgusting. I mean, my dad passed two years ago from cancer and my mom just had breast cancer in December. So, you know, with me, it's a very um, touchy subject and it's, I I think in Vicky's defense, I don't know the whole story, but I could see it where maybe she had no idea until later. And at that point, you know, it's like if you've already gone along with it, not knowing, you almost have to stay doing that to be supportive of that person. Um, I, I don't know. The whole thing was, yeah, crazy. It was crazy. What about Gretchen? Like you had like a minor fight with Gretchen for a minute on the show nothing major but like what were your thoughts on Gretchen back then and now I knew Gretchen and we're good friends and um you know I went to a baby shower and we were, we just saw each other last well right before everything got closed we were we all celebrated Lizzie's birthday together uh I was there um Lydia was there Lynn was there um Gretchen's great and Gretchen and I probably would have been like best of friends on the show but what happened is because she was good friends with Alexis, Alexis kind of had already like tainted my name to her. Um, but we never really had issues on the show. She, um, you know, I think there was a one thing that, uh, excuse me one second, honey, I'm on a, a, a sure. call. <laughs> my daughter's, what do my daughters ran in? It happens. I mean, you're quarantining at home with the whole family. That makes sense. Yeah, it's it's uh my daughter's running in going, you didn't remind me I was supposed to go on a, a call for school. And I'm like, you were supposed to set an alarm on Google. <laughs> That's fine. Okay. We got real life going on here, folks. <laughs> Seriously. So, well, I'm um, by myself, so no one's going to sneak in my room. Oh, my gosh. Is that hard? I mean, it's, on some degree, it's probably nice because you don't have people that are like, constantly you know needing things from you but then it must be hard as well yeah like it's hard it's funny every I have a lot of friends that are quarantined at home and they're like you have no idea how lucky you are to be alone and then like I was talking to Lynn and Lynn was like are we gonna have a glass of wine on zoom tonight because I'm bored and I'm like yeah me too so it's like you, you know what it is I mean it's like I hate to say it because like this I mean I'm not trying to sound like callous but like it's easier now you know five weeks in it's easier I mean it's still horrible and I would like to go live my life and I hope that you know just for what's going on in the world I really hope to start the numbers start coming down 
I, I really try not to watch the news very often. I get enough of the news just by talking to people and getting offline. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I, I don't, don't want to know every, yeah, like, enough people will tell me, you know, every three days the top line of what's going on in New York. So, but yeah, I mean, listen, in the beginning, because I'm out every night, I travel around, I go to these, like, housewife events, I go to, Bron- so I'm, like, usually, like, in a different state, like, three different states every week, you know, just for Bravo events, just for what I do. So in the beginning, I was like, people were calling me like, you of all people, how could you be handling this? You know, like you survive, you learn to adapt about your new life. So I feel like it's easier now, several weeks in. But yes, at first I was like, "Uh, what? Like I'm all alone. And living in New York, a lot of people left New York. I mean, which I thought of in the beginning, you know, like they either went to the Hamptons or to like parents' house or like summer houses. So it was almost yeah, like I probably would do that if I were there. Yeah. But I mean, like, I, I wanted to stay. And the positive is that I've been working like this more than I ever have. So, like, in a way, it's good for that. But, yeah, being alone is a strange thing. But that, the friends I have are like, you don't have anyone interrupting you to your point. So but that's understandable. <laughs> yes, I'm, now, so, I'm now in the backyard to avoid being interrupted again. <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, you still found the sound is still really good. So, Gretchen, right, you think you would have been friends with Gretchen. It's just that Alexis. Well, we were friends and we were we were friends, but it just wasn't we weren't as friendly, you know, as I became really best of friends with Tamara on the show. And, you know, Micah and Eddie are the same age and they and they, you know, they're very similar. So four of us used to hang out at the time. But I think that if I would have met uh, I mean, I had met Gretchen before I ever came on the show, but if I would have um, reached out to her to let her know I was coming on the show and we would have talked and, you know, she would have heard my side, I guess you'd say, before Alexis had, you know, talked to her, then it might have been a little bit different. We might have been closer on the show. But now it's funny because now we're closer now that we're not on the show, you know, so. Totally. It's all good. And then what about Tamara? Like, were you, like, did you see signs? Like, the same thing with, like, Vicky and Don, like, were you shocked? I mean, you must have seen that Simon wasn't a great husband. I mean, I know that was like right before the season you were on, but like, did you know Tamara before the show, like when she was with Simon? I met uh, Tamara when she was with Simon. I actually met her because I was with Alexis when they did their like final barbecue is what they call it. And it was like the last, you know, night of filming or whatever. And she was uh, with Simon and I think she had even, that was when they got in a big fight and she told him in the limo that she wanted a divorce, but she wasn't really serious yet. Uh, I mean, she kind of just said it. She didn't really know that she was really going to do it. Um, so I don't, I didn't really know them, but I knew him. And I thought, I always thought he was a really nice guy. I mean, he always, you know, seemed like a great guy. So I didn't, um, you know, I didn't really know their relationship. But then when I got on the show, Tamara was, you know, so sweet and kind of took me under her wing and was like, hey, I'm here for you. Like, if you have any questions about your contract or you need help with anything or this, that, the other. And so we became like besties. But then, when we were going into season seven and I was telling her a lot of like my concerns and fears about, you know, what they were going to try to make the whole, you know, season seven about and this, that, and the other, then, um, you know, she was, I thought I was telling her in confidence and then I thought she was going and telling production stuff. And so when I realized, okay, she's not really my real friend. And so that's, you know, I kind of pulled back from the friendship and, so we never, ever had like a falling out per se or any kind of fight or anything like that. 
I just, when I quit, I was kind of like, see ya, hasta la vista, everybody. And I kind of just backed away from everybody because I felt like I can't trust any of y'all. And, you know, I didn't grow up with y'all. Like, you're not my real friends, you know. That makes but sense. now that I'm not on there, like I'm friends, you know, like I'm friendly with Vicky and I'm friendly, I'm good friends with, you know, Gretchen and I'm great friends with Lynn. I mean, Lynn and I talk like almost every day and see each oh, other wow. all the time. And I'm great, you know, I'm great friends with Lizzie and, um, and I, I love Lydia and, you know, even Peggy, I, I talk to Peggy every now and then. And, um, I, I'm good friends with Lori Peterson and, you know, I've become good friends with some of the girls in other franchises. So it's a fun thing. I think it's the nice thing about it. It's kind of like, um, a sorority, you know, we're all, we've all been in this together and whether you're on or you're not on, you're all still part of that sorority and you're always going to be. And in, you know, who knows in the next couple of years or, or another five years, you know, 10 years when the whole franchise is, is possibly done. I think we all still have that, like, Hey, we were all part of something together and we're all going to have that and keep connected. You know, I, 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 I would agree with that. So really, it sounds like you talked to, so really, well, first of all, when you were on the show, it sounds like the main crux of your drama, not just on the show, but off the show, it really just all stems back to Alexis. Like, you didn't really have any issues with any of the other girls, like, in real life or what we saw on the show. I mean, not really on the show, but, like, just off the show, you didn't really have any issues with any of them except Alexis. No, uh uh-uh. But it was also a smaller cast back then. It was just, you know, it was was Tamara, Vick, Alexis, and Gretchen, and that was it. And then right. um, going into season seven, they brought on um, they brought on Heather, and, and I was good friends with um, Sarah, who had you know messed with Heather's cake. I actually was the one that brought her on, trying to get her on as a full time housewife. But um, I ended up quitting, and then she was breaking up with her guy that she was with, so they ended up just kind of making her a friend. Um, so that was, I think, season seven was the start of trying to get like a bigger cast. And I think, but Orange County has always stayed yeah. smaller. Like I think, you know, last year I think what six girls. So Orange County's traditionally yeah. stayed smaller. Whereas New York, I think they're up to like eight or nine girls, and Beverly Hills, like eight or nine. Yeah, like New York and Beverly Hills has always like six or seven, like pretty much. Orange County has stayed small. Do you do do you know Heather in real life, Dubro? I do know Heather because she came on season seven, so I filmed with her. Right. Um, but I'm not friends with her. Uh, you know, okay. I know her husband. I actually, um, I actually had interviewed her, so to speak. Like I went in and met with her husband before they were ever on the show. So during season six, I had my breast three done and he was one of the doctors yeah. that I considered. But when I, this is kind of a funny story. Cause when I went in to have the consultation, he was so all about the cameras that I was like, I don't know if I'd want this guy to do my boobs. Cause he's like, so about the cameras. And so then when we were leaving, he came out, he came running out front and he was like, Hey, um, can I get your guys' card to production? And he was like, I want to um, pitch a show to you guys uh, with my wife and her friends. And it was like, I think something to do with a restaurant show or something. And they were like, I, and then I, and then the story goes, I don't, you know, I wasn't there, but the story goes that he did contact them and they were like, well, we're not interested in that, but why doesn't your wife try out for housewives? And that's how she came on the next season, season seven. Oh, wow. So really, you going to Terry for a consultation on your breast is kind of what's responsible for Heather Dubrow being on the show? No, I wouldn't say that. I would just say that me going there, you know, got production to where, you know, he then got, you know, met with them. And then when they said that, you know, 
hey, why don't why don't you have her, you know, meet us about wow. housewives and but then somebody else had told me no, she had tried out before that. So I don't really know. I just know that you know when I was there he I just know when I that when I was there at his office that he had wanted their number. Um but you know, good for him because now he's got his own show, you know, they have well they have a couple shows and you know he's doing great. So seriously. And he he was also on The Swan. I don't know if you ever watched that show. It was prior yeah i did it was like a long long time ago and um it was yeah before before housewives i think came about or maybe housewives the best show ever let me just tell you it was so good but what was i gonna say yes now terry has bought so that's good i mean yeah the rumor is not that i'm trying to start trouble but the rumor is is that heather was not necessarily during season seven but a complete pain in the ass to production throughout her tenure on the housewives that's just what's out there yeah you know i didn't have a lot of experience with her because um i ended up you know quitting and leaving that season but my short time with her i felt you know i i didn't feel like that i would be super close to her because um i felt like she in my opinion she was just very like i'm the shit and you know that's all that there is. And I'm just so not like that. I mean, you know, my kids grew up driving in a Bentley, but I don't act any different to anybody. And I make my kids go shop at Target. So, you know, like I remember I was on a talk show and the guy's like, you are so down to earth. And like for, you know, you have all these nice things and this and I'm like, cause why do things define who you are? They don't. And right. so I, I felt like, you know, it's like, and because your husband's a doctor, how does that define you? Like that shouldn't matter, you know? So Right. That was just my experience, you know, who knows, maybe if I would have stayed on and, you know, who knows, maybe I'd see another side to her because I know she and, you know, Tamara became best friends and, and she obviously felt like there was something there and, you know, watching some of her things, I feel like, you know, she's funny and witty and, and, you know, this, that, and the other, but my, my experience, you know, just my own experience was that she, you know, she just was very, like, felt like she was the princess of the castle. <laughs> And that was so, the first season, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, put it this way, that the night that, that we we were all first meeting her, she came, Tamara and I were filming uh, some footage by ourselves, and she came, she was going to be meeting us at Tamara's house to um, to jump in the limo with us, and then we were all going to go to Vicky's house. And um when she got there, the the driver came to the door and just said, oh, Heather's here. She said she'll be waiting for you guys in the limo. And I was like, and Tamara and I both were like, what? Like, wow, okay. Like, this is the new girl. If it were me, you know, I would, of course, go in and have a glass of wine with the girls and want to meet them and get to know them. Yeah. So I just thought that was, you know, kind of interesting. Like, okay, you just arrived to go with us to a party, but you're too good to come into the house? Like, you're going to sit in the car? Like, that was weird. But so, who knows? That is weird. But you never saw her being, like, extremely difficult to production or anything like that? No, because I left. So, you know, I right. only filmed with her um, at Vicky's party. And then after that, I, I left the show. So, I, you know, but right. I had heard, the, I have heard the same thing. And I could see that being very real. Yeah. I could kind of see that being real. And it sounds like, so other than, you know, Heather, and I mean, it sounds like you really speak to almost everyone 
that you were on with, even people since then or prior to you other than, I mean, I guess Heather and Alexis. Well, yeah, I I speak, I speak to uh, Vicky and Gretchen who I was on with. I don't speak to Alexis and I don't speak to Tamara. Um, But then I speak to a lot of the girls that came on after me, like, you know, the other Peggy and Lydia and Lori and, oh, I love Gina. I speak to Gina. Um, I was trying to get her involved in the first um, ex-housewives, but she wasn't available for that. So hopefully she'll come on for another one. Um, She's but yeah, too. I, you know, she is. I, and I don't, I'm sure you heard about her grandson. I just, oh, I, so horrible. I know yeah. that is horrible. It's funny. Cause I was talking to her about coming on here and like, we were, you know, but I'm not, I've obviously dropped that for the time being, you know, but that's, it's horrible. What happened to Kara? I just heard about it. And then, so, and you also know Kelly Dodd. Yep. I know Kelly. She, um, because she, I think she, I'm, I think she came on the same season as yeah, Peggy. So, uh, the season that I was thinking about coming back. And so, and then I, we had met, um, we had met, well, we knew it's so funny cause we had a lot of the same friends in Newport, but didn't really know, know each other or hang out that often, but we'd see each other, you know, run into each other. But then when, you know, she got on the show, then I would, um, spend, you know, I think one night we went over there when she was still with Michael and Gretchen and Slade came over and it was like the six of us and, um, had like a barbecue or whatever, but, um, I haven't seen her in a while, but you know, we all text her here and there and she, you know, I think she's, she's definitely, I think she's definitely a good addition to the show because she speaks her mind and she, you know, she's, she's definitely keeps it interesting and, and fun. And what about Shannon Bedore? Do you know her? I know Shannon. Um, I don't, I'm not friends with her, but I know her. Um, and we've got some mutual friends, just Newport friends that, you know, they're not on the show, but we have mutual friends. I, I like Shannon. Uh, she, uh, she's funny. I, I thought that, you know, she liked me, but I, then I was like, Oh, maybe she doesn't. So the, the season that I was considering coming back and doing some stuff, season 12, or right before that we were at a Bravo party and I had, I liked tequila and I was, had definitely had a few shots of tequila and if I had met David for the first time. She was still with David at this time. And I walked up to him and I was like, Oh my God. I'm like, David, I'm like, well, I don't know you. I go, but I know you, I go, you're the one that cheated on your wife. <laughs> or I said something like that, like, and not trying to say it like being a bitch. It just like came out. I was just like, Oh, you're the one. And my husband's like, Oh my God, did you really just say that? I go, no, 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 I didn't mean it like that. I go, I meant like, I go, well, that was your storyline. So I just remember you like that. You're your... And he goes, Hey, it's the truth. Yeah, that's me. And I was like, oh, I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm like, well, nice to meet you. And so then I ran over to Shannon and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm like, um, you know, I just went up to your husband and I said this and she's like, good, he deserves it. And, you know, you're hilarious. I love you. And, you know, we need to hang out and we're both Aries. And so she gave me her number and then I texted her the next day and I was like, hey, it was, you know, nice to meet you last night and hang out and get to know you. And I'm so sorry again. And then she never responded. And then like a week later, I'm filming something with all of them and and um somebody had said to me like oh she said that she's like angry or here and doesn't want you around or something and I was like oh my god like I said something to the husband like jokingly and and you know kind of being funny and I was drunk and I didn't mean it to come out that way so I, I don't know her that well but but apparently she didn't like that I said that <laughs> and she wanted to have Although, a removal from whatever party that was 
Although, well, I don't think it went to that extent. This was not happy I was there. But uh, I, I would say, it, although now she probably could care less because now she's divorced and has a boyfriend and is happy and, you know, so great, so good for her. But I just haven't run into her since then. So. Interesting. And then as we, right before we wrap up, what about Bronwyn? Do you know her? I've never met her. No. Uh-uh. But somebody, I feel like somebody like commented on something and said, Oh, that reminds me of Heidi or something. And so then I comment. So we've had like a few interactions on uh, social media, but I have not That's met good. her. She's, she's nice. She's down to earth and, and real, at least from the times I've met her. She, she's we like, have a really good mutual cool. friend. Like I have a really good friend in New York. That's one of her really good friends. So like, that's kind of how I know her. But she seems cool. And then are you shocked about, you know, after all these years about, you know, Tamara and really Vicky? I mean, the OG is gone. The, the, the only real OG that was left. Like, are you shocked that they're not there anymore? No, I think Lynn and I were on, um, well, and, 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 Liz, and Lizzie and I were as well. We, we all, the, we went on there to, on Jeff Lewis to promote our, um, to promote the ex-Housewives Uncensored. And he asked us the same thing. I'm not surprised. I actually thought that it might happen sooner because I think that when a franchise goes so long, you naturally just start changing things up. Um, yeah. But, but I was, I, I guess I was more surprised that how they, how it all went down, you know, like the fact that last year Vicky came on as a friend and, you know, I think I was more surprised, like, gosh, why would she even do that? And I think Tamara even said that, like, but then again, it's, you go back to the money. It's like, well, if they're going to pay you to be a friend, like, and it's a good amount, like, why not? You know? Um, but then totally. I think what they did this, this year to then not even, you know, just be like, oh, you're done. That was kind of a shitty way to do it. But I think, it, I think ultimately, so. I think it might be, I think it might be good for the franchise. I mean, who knows? We'll see. Because, I mean, yes, the two of them were the OGs. I mean, well, more specifically, Vicky is the OG. But both of them were kind of the OGs of Orange County. So it'll be interesting to see if it does affect the franchise. Um, I feel like it might be a good thing because it brings in new people, new storylines, you know. But then it could really backfire because if you look at most of the other franchises, they still have their OGs. I mean, Teresa's still, you know, she's the OG of New Jersey. They've still got Kyle on Beverly Hills, so it'll be right, interesting to see totally. what happens. I think so, and I wonder. I mean, do you think that? Right. I mean, I, I I agree with that. And I mean, do you think that? And well, there's also the rumor that Tamra, that Andy's interested in Tamra to come back after this season when she skips. You know, she's not on this season, but like the next season. But who knows if that's really true? And I wonder if. It yeah, was I heard that. Like, yeah, right. I, I, to me, that wouldn't make sense. I mean, to me, it's like, if you're going to, you know, bring her back, then why didn't you bring her back this year? And, you know, I know that they offered the three the three episodes, and that was her choice to say, no, I don't want the three. But then, then why would you bring her back full time next year? That wouldn't make sense to me. Yeah, completely. And then I guess, you know, before we wrap up, is there anything else you want to say? Anything you feel like you didn't get off your chest? Anything you want to promote we didn't talk about? I want to give you the chance if I have not covered something. Um, I think, I mean, as far as, there, you know, nothing really to get off the chest. I mean, it's, you know, it's for me, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't regret anything and I, I'm happy I had the opportunity and I'm 
you know, I've done a lot of things with it uh, and from it. So, um, and I don't really have, like I said, any issues with any of the women. And um, as far as, you know, what I'm doing now, I'm still doing my hosting and uh, working on, you know, more opportunities in the future with the XL Size Uncensored. Um, and I've got a fitness DVD that I came out with a few years ago, and that's still available on that. Amazon, uh, where you work and out with your toddler really and you don't. What's that? I saw that. I, I saw that that was that linked through your Instagram also. Yeah. And you don't have to have a, a child. Like a lot of people are like, Oh, it's just a workout with your kid. No, I mean, my kids are too old now to, to, for me to hold them, but it's, you know, it's something you can, I mean, you can hold a dog. You can just, you can use, use weights, but it's just a really good 30 minute total body workout. And then at the end we do yoga, which is always great for stretching and breathing. Um, but yeah, other than that, we're just trying to stay sane over here with this quarantine. My kids are, doing the online school and that's been challenging. Um, and you know, like, like we heard earlier, they, you know, you get interrupted and so things can be a little challenging and just trying to keep them, you know, motivated. And, and so other than that, we're, I'm, I'm just looking forward to this all ending soon and everyone kind of going back to normal. And I've been doing a lot of, um, you know, celebrity influencer marketing campaigns with various companies online. So that's been really fun. And, and want to continue that and yeah and then we'll see I you know I still would like to bring one of the um shows because I have written uh, quite a few shows bring bring it to life but I just have to be the right the right fit uh and it and they now and the way that the way that everything's going in the future it may be better to you know do something as a Netflix type of show or something that's you know that people can just download so we'll see that's good. You're busy. And where can we all find you online on Instagram, right? It's probably the best place. Instagram, uh, I, I'm OC Peggy Tanos, which everyone begged me for years to do Instagram. I kept fighting and saying, no, nah, I'm not going to bother. And now I'm like, why did I not do this years ago? So I've only been on there probably. Now I'm addicted. Yeah, I just, I'm like, I should have done this a long time ago, but I was so wrapped up in Twitter, Facebook, thinking those were the ways. So I'm Peggy Tanos on Facebook. And then uh, OC Peggy Tanos on Instagram and Peggy Tanos on Twitter. Awesome. And I will, I'll DM you about some of my ideas too, because I have ideas for celebrity housewives, ex-celebrity housewives. Not that you want my ideas, but um, that's great. And I really, and well, I also want to hang out with you when I come, because I'm coming probably in July. So if you're around, you need to hang out with me and Lynn. For sure. Yeah, that would be great. It'll be a lot of fun. Hopefully we will get to do so. And I really appreciate you doing this. I know you have your children at home. You're busy. So I really, really appreciate it. You know, well, thank you for having me. I'm sorry. We couldn't do this thing, but (laughs) it all worked out that you actually sound really good. I know like the challenges of technology during this time, but this is great. I really appreciate it. I can't wait, you know, for everyone to hear more about you. And I feel like you were great on the show. You know, maybe one day we'll see you back on OC. Who knows? Stranger things have happened. You never know. I always say never say never, uh, but it probably would be, just in a, you know, it's a, it would be in a very mild capacity. Right. Exactly. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much. And I will be in touch and reach out to me too if you need anything. Thank you. And everyone uh, stay safe. You too. I'll talk to you later. Okay. All right. Thanks, All right, David. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks. 
Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon. Because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.